Well, that's exactly right. What we've done is we've taken the 360, we've added a DSP, and then we've... What happened to your eyes? That big eye. You will need eyes to see. everybody welcome back to pop culture purgatory this is jeremy and uh we got another uh side note episode here and i got my buddy johnny on here say hi johnny what's up everyone been a long time i went on skype and i saw the last time i called you was a year ago to talk about uh that shitty ted raimi movie skinner oh jesus remember that i do remember that yikes um but um we're going to be talking about now. This just came up on HBO Max recently, and I, I saw the first and the sequel there. And I was like, "That's you know what? That'd be really fun to talk about." And uh, who better else to talk about '90s uh, tech noir <laughs> than my old good buddy Johnny? <laughs> and uh, we're going to be talking about 1992's La Lawnmower Man from the imagination of Stephen King comes the story of a man. Go. Come on, boy, let's go. Grass is waiting for you. With the mind of a child. Yeah, Cybo Man, he came to see me. Cybo Man? Comics, right? Yeah, Cybo Man. <laughs> and a doctor. A virtual reality holds a key to the evolution of the human mind. With a vision of the future. I have a game in my house that you might like to play. Would you like that? Yeah. Okay. That was really bad. I have different games. I even have one that could help make you smarter. Now, ah! Job Smith is about to enter the world of virtual reality. Ah, it's gonna hit no, me! No, no, Job, just relax. It's gonna be like being up there with the stars, Job. They're going to another planet. His mind is like a clean, hungry sponge. Ah! I just graduated to the next level, Job. <laughs> You're not the lawnmower man. Oh, you've certainly changed. I don't know how you did it, but I approve. Absorbed Latin yesterday in less than two hours. Joe, where are you? A world where the normal course of events can suddenly turn 
inside out. You realize, Dr. Angelo, that my intelligence has surpassed yours. The imaginary becomes real. Trying to get inside my head, Joe. You can't hide anything from me, Dr. Angelo. In reality, we have no idea what he's going to do. Is all in your mind. Stephen King. No! I will give a quick synopsis here, then uh, we'll, we'll start talking about the movie. So, a simple man is uh, turned into a genius through the application of pewter science. That's a very simple synopsis. <laughs> um, but uh, so, when was the first time uh, you saw Lawnmower Man, and uh, how do you feel about it now? I, I can't recall the first time I saw. I, I know I probably rented it. Oh, I definitely back in the day. It, yeah. Definitely from a video store. And I remember a couple things when watching this. I remember when I started the movie, I was very much this go around when I started it. Right. Thought I was watching something different. Right. Yes. Did not remember the whole beginning. Mm-mm. And it immediately reminded me of uh, of Link in a way. Remember oh, when we sure. watched Link? Sure. Oh, we, <laughs> have, we have to cover Link. We haven't covered that yet. Yeah, in my head, I was like, ah, I kind of want to rewatch Link now. Me, me, me too. <laughs> Watch Link. Link. We, gotta, we have to cover Link on the show, man. Me and you. That's a great movie. Well, it the movie mainly made me go in my head. It was like, oh, man, at some point, me and you need to get together and go over virtuosity if you haven't already. You know, no, I haven't yet. But you know what's crazy? Did you do, some, did you, did you do like a tiny bit of research on this thing? No. Oh, well, like, I did very, very little research. I did some, I didn't do a lot, but this is the same director as Virtuosity. Is it really? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> and the same guy who directed, remember the movie Hideaway with Jeff Goldblum? Yeah. Do you remember those, because remember like Jeremy Sisko is the bad guy in there and he like dies or something, but like there's that weird like heavy VR like CGI in it. Mm-hmm. And it looks and it look it makes sense that he did Virtuosity, Lawnmower Man, and Hideaway all together. And uh, he did some he did a uh, uh, Billy Idol music video, which has got some fucking VR shit in it too. He loves VR, man. Now you just tell me he did Johnny Mnemonic, and it would all make sense. I didn't do Johnny Mnemonic. I looked that <laughs> up pretty quick because like, man, this could be a Johnny Mnemonic movie too, but nah, it's not. Um, this is this movie stars the uh, good old Jeff Fahey, Pierce Brosnan. Uh, I don't, it's got uh, Jeffrey Lewis, who I like. Um, I don't really know too many other people here. Dean Norris is like the main like face on the screen, you know, where that dude's talking to him in the boardroom, the cold boardroom. You got um, Danny from Last Action Hero in there. Yeah, I got Danny from Last Action Hero. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, that blew my mind. It's weird. Like this is like '92. Like two years later, he'd be in fucking Last Action Hero. And I like the craziest part is that two years later, Pierce Brosnan would be fucking James Bond. Yeah, that blows my mind because, like, wow. I, I didn't really think Brosnan was that good in this. No. And so, and honestly, I don't really find him good in a Anything, lot of really. things he's yeah, ever like, done. And I, so, I, I just like, um, uh, the goal, I just like Goldeneye. That's like the only one I really like. So, yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, now he's not really in a lot, though he is supposed to be Dr. Fate, I believe, in the. Really? And whatever movie it is coming up, well, he wears a helmet, so you won't see his face. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I've never thought he was that great. And like in this, I didn't think he was that great. And Jeff Fahey, I mean, he's in a he's been in a lot of things, but the thing I remember him the most from was uh, he was in Lost. 
Oh, was he in Lost? I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, he was like a one of the main. He came in during one of the later seasons, I believe. But oh, okay, I may, I mainly remember Jeff A. from the movie called Body Parts. Did you ever see that? Mm-mm. Where he lo- he gets in a car accident, he loses his arm, and like they like there's a it's from the '90s as well. This could be the same year as this movie. I don't know, but um, he loses his arm, and they like they had like some doctors doing like a new you know new quote unquote tech uh, like uh, like limb assembly you know technology. And, you know, the arm is, like, from a serial killer, and, you know, he starts having, you know, flashbacks of who this dude killed, and he starts losing his mind. It's a great movie. If you haven't seen it, oh, you just said that. Sorry. But you need to watch this movie, Johnny. I think you'd really love it. It's really good. Mm-hmm. And it kind of reminds me of, uh, there's an episode, there's a, a little part in um, John Carpenter's Body Bags where uh, Mark Hamill uh, is a baseball player, and he gets hit with a baseball, and he loses an eye, and they replace his eye with, like, a serial killer eye, and he starts, like, mm-hmm. going fucking insane. Probably one of the best Mark, Sam, Mark Hamill roles ever, but... Um, now, I, I forgot how much Jeff Fahey goes full, like, you know, retard in this. Uh, it's, oh, yeah. It's pretty cringy. Um, it's it's weird, though. It's, like, it's bad, but then when he, when he fully becomes, like... Uh, Mr. Manhattan or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's, he's actually pretty damn good. <laughs> he he reminds me uh, in the very beginning of the movie, which I don't know if it's what the other movie took inspiration from or whatever, mm-hmm. but uh, you remember Tropic Thunder? Of course. You remember uh, Ben Stiller, his that's Simple exactly Jack? It, that's why I said if you went full retard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's a total simple. Je- he also looks like um, Jeff Daniels from like Dumb and Dumber, or like um, yeah, uh, what's his name uh, from basket from basketball? Um, oh, the Trey Stone or Matt Parker? Yeah, Matt Parker, the, the whatever the other guy's name is. Yeah, the blonde guy he looks just like him in this movie. <laughs> yeah, love thunder. I love Tropic Thunder, but yeah, he goes full like yeah. It's it's pretty insane how like ridiculous it is and um. Now, I uh, thought this was interesting. So, um, you know, I, I'm a big Stephen King fan for the most part. And, uh, you know, I love this. I have the, the story, short story collection called uh, Night Shift. Um, and in that, that short story, it's a collection of stuff from like the 70s and the 80s. And in there is a uh, short story called The Lawnmower Man. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, okay, so this is uh, like, is this supposed to be based on like Stephen King's Lawnmower Man? Like, it doesn't make any sense. So. I did some because uh, in the original Lawnmower Man short story, it's about like a dude who his grass is too high and he calls a lawn service and ha- happens to be this fucking like half man, half fawn character who like eats the grass behind a lawnmower. That's like this weird. It's a really f- weird and fucked up uh, Stephen King story. But um, right. um, there are parts of that story in this movie, though, which is weird, like. Do you remember when the cops are talking to to uh, Pierce Brosnan about what happened to the house next door? Mm-hmm. And how that one cop, you know, the dude from Ace Ventura is talking to him. And he's like, he's like, yeah, the rest of us in the birdbath. And the other guy's like, the birdbath? Like, the birdbath. That's where I've seen him from, Ace Ventura. Yeah. I couldn't yeah. remember it. <laughs> I actually remember his name, Robert Predactor. I don't know why. I, remember. I used to watch right. Ace Ventura a lot. But um, uh, when he's talking about, like, schizophrenia and, like, must be the goddamn heat and all that shit. Remember all that? Mm-hmm. Most of that stuff is verbatim from the short story. Oh yeah, weird. I was reading that too. That like very like there was some lawsuit, or Stephen King threatened the suit, or he won like a certain amount of money. He won all. They, he won like ten grand in all profits from the movie. 
Yeah, because they had his name attached to it originally, and he was like, no, yeah. it's not my work. No. It, it, it really sucks that Stephen King went to see us in the theater and saw his name in the credits. It's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's on IMDb. It's a, it's, a, it's Weirdly, it's not more information on this, which kind of blows my mind. But um, So uh, this movie, the original script was called Cyber God. Um, mm-hmm. And then they t- they had the, they already had the rights to the Lawnmower Man, which is kind of blows my mind because talk about a short story. Lawnmower Man's a pretty fucking short story, but they had they had the the rights to the short story in this movie called Cyber God, and for economical reasons, uh, they simply placed uh, King's title, uh, basically put the Lawnmower Man and this movie Cyber God together, and um, King saw it. Uh, he sued the studio uh, to have his name be removed from the film production and promotion and all that stuff. The studio refused, but was eventually ordered to pay $10,000 in full profits to King, which is pretty wild if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another thing on here, too. It's not on IMDb. Looks, it's just from this place called republicworld.com. But after Stephen King did this whole court thing, right, um, and uh, New Line, when they, go, when they went to release this on VHS – uh, they put Stephen King's name back on the cover, <laughs> and uh, the uh, Stephen King or somebody fe- or one of his associates found out about it, and uh, basically they held the 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 court held New Line in contempt of court. It's pretty crazy, <laughs> but um, getting they made all that money off Lord of the Rings so they could pay off all their fucking debt. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's not much here. I thought this was pretty interesting. There's a the you've heard of Waco, right? With the whole yeah. Yeah, the the guy who led them, uh, I forgot the cult group, but the guy who led them was by the name of David Koresh. And uh, it was funny, uh, they found out this was David Koresh's favorite movie. (laughs) Which, I mean, I guess that's why it drove that to happen. Right, exactly. It wouldn't be Job, man. (laughs) Um, One more thing before we, I I can stop talking about all those stupid shit on here. But um, did you, um, at the end of the movie, when uh, Job finds the back door to get out? Um, apparently that sound is that sound effect is ripped straight from uh, the force in Evil Dead, the force I, that roams through the woods. I read that and then I tried to listen for I it. I didn't hear it. Yeah, I didn't hear it either. That's much. I, I noticed. Uh, I thought in my head whenever he had the lawnmower chasing the one guy through the house, the dad. Right. Like I thought that was a very Sam Raimi kind of shot. <laughs> I agree, and that's also straight from the short story. And the guy's name. Um, is his last name is Parquet, uh, Parquet, and it's the mm-hmm. same. It's the character's last name. He actually has his full first and last name in the credits, but that's the same character name from the short story. Oh, interesting, right? Yeah. Well, what I got a fact. I don't know if you've got it down because it wasn't on IMDb. It was just something I noticed when watching it. Oh, please. The, the headquarters that they're in, where they, you know, the mm-hmm. finale. And all, it's the command center from the Power Rangers. I knew it, man. I <laughs> fucking knew it. <laughs> when it was showing the outside shot, I was like, is that the command center? And then I immediately paused the movie and spent 30 minutes Googling. Oh, God bless you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> trying to find out. And I saw it and I was like, yeah. I was like, this is the most like, satisfying part of the whole movie. <laughs> I agree. That's amazing. I was like, like, man, I saw it. And I was like, immediately thought about. Uh, you know, the the far shot in the background in the desert and the fucking yeah. Rangers teleporting inside the fucking command center. That's awesome, man. Wow. Um, I, it's interesting that, like, everything is blue inside that place. Like, everything is blue. Like, there's no color at all. It's like, it hurts my eyeballs <laughs> staring at it for too long. Um, 
I thought the uh, putting them in a gyroscope thing, whatever that is, I thought that was, you know, it was kind of interesting. Uh, uh-huh. It didn't really make any sense, honestly, but. I don't think I've like ever this. been in one before. Either have I. I have I've, I've always seen them, but I get I get motion sickness so a lot. I, dude. So yeah. I'm like, I, I don't think I've ever been in one. But it, it's funny because watching them, I thought the most realistic thing of the whole movie is when uh, I. I don't have you had any experience with VR at all? Uh very slightly. So like I I've got a PlayStation VR. Oh okay. And, and almost every game you play when you go in the first thing I always do is I look down at my hands. Right. And I'm like, "Oh, my hands." And I try to move everything and right. move them in front of my face, which is exactly what he does in the movie. <laughs> right. And see your feet. Feet was always a big thing too. Okay, come see my feet, man. Yeah, you want to see all that you can. Talk about an opening, bro, right, though? With the fucking chimp, like, <laughs> picks the lock, and, like, you have that camera shot of, like, it's just, like, the helmet, and, like, he's going on the corridor, and, like, he takes that dude's gun, like, shoots him in the fucking head with it. <laughs> man, how do you explain that to that guy's family? <laughs> I Man, I don't know. <laughs> how did he die? Monkey shot him. What was that? <laughs> Monkey shot him. He's wearing a VR headset. What the computer said was the right thing to do. He shot him right in the fucking <laughs> forehead. Um, but uh, I like uh, I, I like the chimp in the in the gyro thing. <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> um, that game. What a bizarre game, huh? He's playing. I don't know what's going on. It's like this weird like. It's almost more bizarre than like a Star Fox landscape with like weird like. I don't know, like a, like a silver gun on one arm and a hand on the other arm. And it's very strange. <laughs> monkeys, lots it, of monkeys squeaking and chimping in here. And it's pretty funny. It's weird. I mean, a lot of VR games today, I mean, obviously, you know, they've gotten more realistic and right, things right. like that. But I mean, you still have the ones that are very much go to this location. Here come the people. Shoot them. Okay, it auto scrolls you to the next location. Kind of like playing. Uh, I guess if you're in the arcade and you're playing like the old, like T2 the Terminator, game. yeah, yeah, game and or Revolution uh, X or something. Yeah, like that. Revolution X. Um. So like this is all Pierce Brosnan's fault, right? Like the re- the way the reason why Joe Blake becomes very smart and becomes a quote-unquote cyber god yeah i mean it he took matters into his own hands and mm-hmm. and i've have you seen the sequel no i haven't okay i haven't seen the sequel either so i was wondering because i know pierce brosnan's not in it he's not in it yeah and neither is and jeff fahey yeah and i know the danny megan's back though <laughs> yeah danny is in it yeah and so i was very much uh I was wondering, like, do they explain why Pierce Brosnan isn't in there? I mean, or something like that, but. I'm sure I he's probably embarrassed by this movie. So <laughs> that's what I would assume. Happened. <laughs> it, it how, was weird. Go ahead. Oh, I was wondering, how how long ago did the second movie come out after the first? Oh, let me, let me check that out. Hold on. That's a good question. Because this was 92. Uh, yes, 92. So this one's got, wait, it's just covers. 96. Oh, Okay. So not back in the day, that was just that was probably about the time where the movie would have came out and they would have greenlit another one. And you know what's crazy about this second one though? It actually went. It was actually like theatrically theatrically released. I remember I watched the trailer after I watched this, and yeah. 
I was more interested in the second one. Yeah, I did. I did too. I thought we have to, like I said before, before we started talking, recording, whatever. We need to, we need to go back and finish this sort of series. Mm-hmm. See how the, the next one, because this guy Matt Fewers in it. He's like, he's like Job this time, and um, I, I didn't realize this either. I was, look, I was doing some research on like box office mojo, and like apparently this movie cost ten million. They gave an extra five to part two, so it's a fifteen million dollar budget. It bombed really badly, obviously, but yeah, um, I did. I did see it took like ten months just for all the CG stuff. Right, like five hundred thousand dollars. That was the budget for that. It's like um, that's insane. That's fast. Like all there's like so much CG in here. Like, and it's not great. I mean, if if you're if you guys are you know any listeners out there are our age and you know saw movies like this back in the nineties, I mean nothing too surprising. It's like watching like reboot reboot or something like that. But um, it is. It has a, a comfort to it, and it's also highly bizarre, especially when Jeff Fahey becomes this weird, like, fucking, like, he's, like, kind of like a Tron-suited, weird, mm-hmm. I don't know, it, it's got his face on it, on it too, kind of, like, reminds me a little bit of, like, Kane from RoboCop 2. It reminds um, me of, uh, oddly enough, the GoldenEye N64 game, where oh, it, it just perfect. had, like, a face stretched on their face. <laughs> yeah. And... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly right. Oh, I forgot to mention this to you. This is um, this is interesting. Uh, this guy, what's this guy's name again? Brett or something? Uh, Brett Leonard. He also directed uh, Highlander: The Source. Oh, uh, thank you for that, Brett Leonard. Thanks for the source. Finishing it all off. <laughs> yeah, finishing it all off. Well done. Rounded it up. The ending we needed. <laughs> um, but I like how it becomes. Uh, I like. Um, how Job basically like, I mean, Pierce Brosnan's talking about how he's trying to advance his, his, his brain and make him smarter and sort of basically weed out whatever autism that he has. Mm-hmm. Um, and while doing that, it's kind of like torture. Like he's like shooting shit into his fucking eyeballs the whole time. Like weird, like crosses and like, stars and shit like on a pan looks like like some latin shit like bibles or bible pages whatever getting shot through his eyeballs and then like pierce brosnan's like (laughs) doing this thing like a dr strange thing he's like moving his hands around like (laughs) picking up like sound waves and shit and throwing it inside of his brain and um i thought all that stuff was pretty fun it was cute i'll say that much (laughs) cute it was cute um and i like when jeff he becomes like a like a Jason Voorhees or something like that. He starts getting all the revenge on all the people that picked on him. Hey, he just starts walking around in a neon looking Tron suit. Yeah, he looks like a Tron suit. Yeah. No one notices him. Nope. <laughs> Except the gas station guy. Uh, oh, yeah. The gas station guy. The, the, I, <laughs> you can't talk I, about that scene, dude. I always felt bad for the. I felt bad for the old man, the one that. Yeah, I feel bad for him, too. I like take, him a lot. Yeah, and he drives him, and he's all nice and everything, and then he just gets shot, and he's like, oh. Yeah, and then, like, Jeff Fahey screams and, like, makes the dude shoot himself in the head with a rifle. It's pretty good. That was good. the most, like, over-the-top violent part of the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny that I would disagree with you, but since he t- turns that priest into a ball of fire, but it's, like, all, like, CG, then that guy, the, that, the gunshot to the head wins. But it, since... Yeah, but- that made me wonder if like the CG, if in my head, I was like, okay, I, I didn't really question it much, but in my head, I was like, well, 
are we supposed to believe that that's real fire or is it supposed to look like CG fire? Right. Or did they run out of budget? And <laughs> Oh, maybe that too. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, other than the guy lighting on fire, I just mean the, the one guy getting shot in the head. It was just so graphic from. It, yeah. What's graphic. Best. Well, I thought, you know, um, what I was trying to get at was that I I could have it could have been really graphic to see that priest catch on fire, but instead he looks like Johnny Storm from like the '90s Roger Corman fucking Fantastic Four movie or something. Mm-hmm. But um, but I, I like that scene though. I just like that the idea. This movie's got a lot of cool ideas. Uh, you know, most of it doesn't really pay off, but you can see the charm there. Like um, I like the idea of of Job implanting. Uh, a large head with a lawnmower in its mouth, like going like combing his, this dude's, the gas station dude's brain, like goes mm-hmm. brain dead or, or not brain dead, but he goes crazy. Cause the, the constable at the end says like, uh, such and such, uh, from the gas stations running around naked, fucking screaming about who knows what. You know? I'll, I'll tell you what I had flashbacks to. Uh, hmm. so when Job gets together with that girl, you know, when oh, he's oh, mowing yeah. the yard and she's like, oh, come up here, have some lemonade. Lemonade. And the old man's like, yeah, go, go on, go up go there. On. Yeah, go on. I love that scene. <laughs> and they start making out. It immediately, in my head, I was like, oh, he's probably gross. He was mowing the yard. And it reminded me of, remember the dentist? Oh, yeah, I think man. it was, yeah. where his yeah. wife is outside with the guy. Full guy? He, yeah, and his hands are, like, all dirty and stuff. Oh, you're right. <laughs> It made me think of that. I was immediately like, oh, God, gross. (laughs) And he's wearing, like, cowboy boots and jeans, and he's got a belt on, so all that shit's really sweaty downstairs, man. So he's real fucking gross. (laughs) Oh, even that scene where, like, she notices him for the first time, and he's still, like, autistic, and uh, he's got, like, a couple rubber bands around his hand, hand, and his hands are all dirty. He's, like, eating that fucking sandwich. Oh, yeah. That apple. (laughs) So weird. Um, I like the scene, uh, uh, where he's looking at that Wrangler magazine article and he, oh, yeah. he's, he's like trying to look like one of the models and like, uh, he's, what does he say in the mirror? He's like, he's like, I'm a cowboy or some shit like that. Like I got a farm or some stupid shit. <laughs> and then the weird fucking like molester, uh, because he turns out surprise, uh, Job can read minds and, uh, he finds out that the priest is actually a, mol- a molester. And uh, he's going to go whip him with a uh, leather belt. And he's like, don't hit. Good people don't hit each other. Some stupid shit. But, yeah. Um, I did like how he, like, amplified uh, the things inside the priest's mind priest's mind from, like, several f- confessions before. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. That's just that's just weird to think someone walking around hearing everyone's thoughts. and Yeah. I thought that was weird, too, like, the fact that. He gets so like deep inside the uh, this VR thing, like he he basically like gets telekinesis. Yeah, and I I do like when it gets toward the end, and you know he finds out about the bombs around him. He's trying to stop it, and Pierce Brosnan's telling him like, now that you're in here, you have no control over the physical world anymore. And right, right. I was like, ah, that's I mean, that's a that's a nice touch. Yeah, that was cool. I like the um. The pro- the progress uh, the progression of him going into the the uh, VR world where like you see like his body decompress. Oh yeah, we're like de balloons and yeah yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. And then like his head turns to ash. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I like uh, I found this well. Um, I like how stupid it is, but I like the fact where 
Job and Danny go to um, the diner. And then, like, uh, Danny's like, hey, Job, you know, we should go check out the comic book rack. He's like, I don't do anymore, Danny. You know, I, I'm over that stuff now. You know, in fact, <laughs> I got a creative, I got a creative my, my comics. I'm going to give it to you. And he comes, the kid goes back up to the truck, comes back in. He's got like four magazines. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't do that anymore. I'm cool now. And in my head, I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, right. You're still, dude, like, you're still hanging out with a kid. I was like, I read comics. Am I not cool? Right. I know. I know. I know. It's and just... then the girlfriend reminds me I'm not. And then. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Man, I need to put you in a VR simulator, man. Come on. Uh, I like, uh, I did like the, uh, when he got too much of the VR, like the way things look like a VHS recorder, you know? Oh yeah. Like the distortion going on and like the mm-hmm. voice changing almost. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, I love the line uh, when Pierce Brosnan gets the call the next day from the bald guy, and he's like, uh, "I forget what Pierce Brosnan's name." He's like, "Pierce, the chimp is dead." <laughs> <laughs> or your chimp is dead. One of those dudes. Funny line. <clears throat> now, how do you feel about the? Uh, how do you feel about Job? Like, I couldn't really figure this out. It was kind of like the fire thing, like you know whether that it's actual fire or digital fire. But how did you feel about like? Job like basically breaking up people's like molecules into like mar digital marbles or something. I thought that was weird. I mean, cons- I mean, it kind of. Yeah. I'm trying. To- I mean, in my head, I'm like, well, it kind of <laughs> makes sense, I guess, from his power. But then it's weird. I mean, if you're gonna do that, and then you're gonna have people like you know, if you have that power, then why do? Some shoot somebody in the head. Shoot someone in the head. Yeah. Why do the lawn mowing thing? Like, yeah. Why do that and then go to other physical stuff? Because I mean, then at that point you're leaving bodies behind. There's right. problems. Right. That's a big problem. Uh, I didn't he, think it looked good. <laughs> no, it didn't look good. It didn't look good, but it was like it was a cool idea. Yeah. A lot of cool ideas in here. A lot of them don't. Well, I'd say the majority of them don't work. Uh, but, you know, besides having that kind of power and also creating a gigantic golden digital head, floating head, wherever he could go, you could probably just totally terrify somebody with the fact to the point where they could all this masses of people could have heart attacks and just die right there in the street. And but the like, digital bees. The, digi- the digital bees. I'm like, so what are the digital bees doing? They don't they don't seem to kill anybody. They just fly around. Um, they look scary, I guess. One dude sees uh, a couple of them in a cam uh, camcorder screen, security screen, or whatever. And I figured the swarm could take out everybody, you know, but doesn't really do anything. No, just seemed there to be there. Right. Like, I thought maybe it was like a hologram, like to scare people, which I guess mm-hmm. the scares the security guys to run away. But well, yeah, I guess it's a distraction. Yeah, I guess so. Because you hear the bees come and it looks like something out of like the Langoliers or some shit. Like, whoa, this looks fucking rough, man. <laughs> but um, yeah, so uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's kind of what it comes down to. Pierce Brosnan is trying to figure this thing out. Some uh, because he's basically created uh, a god, you know, out of Job, uh, and uh, Job gets too much of it. Uh, it's a, a corporation. What was the corporation called? The Shop or something like that. Uh, V-I-S or something? Oh, V-C-I. That's it. Yeah, I just remember the first time you see the name, like, I guess the opening shot of the movie where it's outside the building. Mm-hmm. I couldn't read what it said. I did I was like, that's a, that's a poor choice. <laughs> that's a poor choice. <laughs> well done. 
Um, and they really want this uh, power um, and, uh, Pier- and uh, Pierce Brosnan trying to basically shut down Job. Um, but, uh, man, uh, Pierce Brosnan's... Uh, when that that's there's a couple of scenes where Job tries to get into his head, man, that's some rough fucking acting right there, dude. Oh yeah, that's some bad bad. So he's like whimpering and shit like a child, and like he keeps holding his like left eyebrow, and he's like, <laughs> it's like get into oh. my head. You're yeah, trying to get into my head. It's <laughs> so rough. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, Bronson, uh, oh Bronson, Pierce Bronson basically gets Danny Madigan out. Uh, Danny Madigan's mom is like the worst mom ever. She just like falls asleep in the car, like on the fucking highway, and like within like she just takes off. They didn't even drive far away, and it no. was like five minutes after they got there. Like she's like, <laughs> okay, we're here, we're safe. Who could have waited? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like it's weird. It's even weirder when you see her drive around the corner. She is so like freaked out. Oh yeah, and then she's like they have the next scene. Get- her just fall asleep. <laughs> Yeah, she's like, we got to get away. He said, go and, you know, yeah, get away yeah. from here. And then asleep. Uh, but uh, Job is trying to figure a way to get out of the out of the system so he doesn't get blown up uh, by all the bombs that Pierce Brosnan set. And uh, even though the bombs seem to blow up in different places, because Pierce Brosnan just planted them all around the main, like, CPU or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they blow up everywhere. Um, down random hallways, mm-hmm. down. Even like uh, you can tell like one hallway is like it's a model. Yeah. And it looks you can tell they use that model like a lot. <laughs> but um uh yeah, they get out and uh eventually what happens is uh Job he finally gets a granted access and he finds a back door and he gets out. And uh Job says something like uh when I uh when I get out of here this is when he's in his physical human form. He's like, when I get out of here, I'll, uh, I can find like 5,000 different like security points or some shit. Mm-hmm. And like, it's 5,000 back in 92. And he's like, uh, and everybody in the world will hear me from a phone receiver. And uh, by 2001, everybody in the world will hear me from a phone receiver or some shit like that. And by 2021, <laughs> nobody will have a house phone anymore. So yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting that the Matrix came out in '99. So and that, and, you know, he's talking about 2001 and stuff like that. Mm. It's pretty funny. Yeah, I, d- I did like that end though, where it, where he did find the way out. I wish it mm-hmm. would have almost have been like. Because he's trying over and over again. It's access denied, access denied, access right. denied, access denied. And it would have been cool if you would have seen him like keep trying. And then you would have seen him done like the very last one before it exploded. And he kind of smiled or something. And then you didn't know he got out. And then right. when they're down there and about to leave that building, you start hearing the phones all go off. And Right. That's a, it is a cool ending. Like you see like from different like countries and stuff like that. And it just kind of ends that way, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, what I thought was going to happen is that Danny was going to like somehow wander in there and then like Job would like implant himself in his brain. Oh yeah. You know? Oh, that was going to happen, but eh, it didn't happen. So, but, uh, yeah, it's a, it was a fun little nostalgic, uh, go back to, and then, uh, you know, me and Johnny will eventually come back and talk about part two. Cause you know, we've said it before, we've both never seen it. So I'm kind of interested to see what that one's all about. 
Yeah, I'm willing to give it a shot. I I liked it enough from the trailer that of I almost started it, but then I remembered other stuff to watch. <laughs> other stuff to watch. Yes. Um, well, Johnny, man, thanks a lot for being on here with me, dude. I had a lot of fun, and uh, you know, I always love having you here and talking to you about stuff like this. It's always a pleasure. Oh, well, thank you for bringing me on, and I enjoyed it. And yeah, I'd love to come back and talk about the second one, or I mean, anything else. Really, it's been fun. Oh, I was going to ask you. I guess you just said it already, but uh, would you recommend this movie? Huh. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I mean, yes, I guess just for a timepiece. Yes, yes. At the time. Right. I would, but I mean, it's. I didn't think it was interesting enough. I don't think it. I think if you grew up in that time. And you know what to expect, yes, but I don't think like any kids today. I mean, oh right, yeah. Well, there might be some out there. You never know. Well, yeah, like I think I know my kid probably wouldn't care for it down the line, but right, right. I'd recommend it. Um, I'm kind of with Johnny on this. On this, it's just it's a kind of nice nice slice of like you know, this is what we thought virtual uh, virtual reality would be, and apparently it's sort of the the main credits too. They're like, this is like the fucking future of virtual reality is going to take over the world. Uh, but, um, yeah, I should check it out. I think the best part of this movie is a fucking poster. I think the poster is awesome. Oh yeah. The poster is good. It's and the posters. Very iconic, very iconic. The, the mowing the lawn, the eyeball in the sky. That's a very cool. If you looked at that, you would have no idea what the fuck this was about. No. And I remember seeing that. I remember seeing the tape as well as the poster Yeah. in like video stores when I was little. Me too. And not knowing, like, is what kind of movie it was. Is it a horror movie? Is it not a horror movie? Like, yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of things. I mean, it's rated R for one thing, which I don't really understand. I guess besides the lady's boobs, you the see a, scene, probably. Oh yeah, I guess the bullet scene. You're right about that. Cause you, you don't see like uh, his butt or anything like that. So you see the lady's like side boob, I guess. But I guess the bullet scene would definitely be the thing that. Would yeah, because be... even the sex scene is basically censored. It's all under covers. All under covers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. Um, but yeah, if anybody's got HBO Max, that's uh, free. So you can watch it for free on there. Um, for any it, I mean, you get the dough for it. I'm sure it's probably pretty cheap to rent. But you know, it's about an hour forty eight minutes, and um, yeah, it's fun. So. Anyways, uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. Johnny, again, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me, sir. All right. And uh, you guys out there, don't be a piece of shit. We'll talk to you guys next time. Later. Later.